Hello and welcome to episode 23 of the Roughed Up Podcast. My name is Wesley. joined tonight, as always, by Matt Armstrong. Yo, what's up? Tim Rodriguez. Hey guys, how are we doing? And Mike Roy. Hey. And we've got a special guest this week, Cameron Lochte, who is one of the one of the leaders in our uh, our weekly pool that we uh, pick every game. So welcome, welcome, Cam. Happy to be here. All right, we're we're gonna pick uh, all the games as usual. Go through and uh, handle all the the night uh, primetime games, and then pick a game each. But before we do that, uh, special segment, uh, second edition, Tim's tantrums. Tim, uh, interesting weekend for your your Bills and your Niners this weekend. Love to hear your thoughts on the games. Oh, well, where do we begin? Oh, <laughs> Niners cannot hold the lead. That's all I have to say. Uh, the fourth quarter is going to haunt any 49ers nightmares. Uh, let's let's start off by recovering a fumble and then doing nothing with it. And then uh, giving up, what was it, two touchdowns within the last six minutes of the game? Yep. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's time of the Niners, I, I don't know, man. Really? You put it on the coach. A, a lot of it, ha- I, we have so many turnovers, so many blunders. You got to put some of it on Kyle Shanahan's head a little bit. I, I understand Garoppolo's gone for the season, but this amount of irreverence and ineptitude <laughs> is, is, is just brutal to watch. And then the Bills without a quarterback is... It's cruel and unusual punishment to the eyes. Uh, watching that night, that, that Patriots game, they were just completely anemic as an offense. I, I, I can't believe it. That's it. That's it. That's all you got on the Bills, Tim. This is that, a... that, that's all. That's all I got. This, this <laughs> that was week. a light, light edition. I'm, I'm surprised. I thought there was going to be yeah, more fear. I, 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 nothing on them I, losing I, the cover. There, at the what end? is there to say? What is there to say <laughs> about that Bills team? Yeah, I have, I have more anger about my plus fourteen that didn't cash, Tim. Yeah, come on, that yeah, was in the bag I, I didn't all game. Bet on that game because I knew how miserable it was going to be. Oh, just watching that, that disgusting. game, it just it brought tears to my eyes. When I was growing up, a diehard Bills <laughs> Growing I, I up a diehard Bills I'd see Jim Kelly just oh, no. absolutely shred offenses. And then just to watch this team, it, it just makes you want to cry. You just go from Jim Kelly to Nathan Peterman and Derek Anderson. Whoa, whoa. Peterman was two for two. Oh, 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 my God, <laughs> two for two. Things are looking up, Tim. Oh, oh my God. Interesting week in, the, uh, in the Kelly household this week, huh? Yeah, jeez. Oh. <laughs> Bad on the legacy there. Talked, uh, talked that team into signing his, what, his nephew? And then uh, yeah. the, the guy, uh, like, broke into someone's house or something. <laughs> oh, Swag Kelly? Swag Kelly is the man. He he was on, a, he went to the Juco that was on that Netflix series, The Last Chance You. And then, oh, what's he? Yeah, he, Ole Miss, he's good. He's legit, but he that was like the knock on him. That's why he went to JUCO instead of regular colleges, that he was terrible grades, partying too hard, character uh, question marks, and then walks into just some random person after Von Miller's Halloween party and sits down on their couch in a cowboy hat and cowboy outfit. So <laughs> pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, man. Uh, I love that show. Last Chance You is fantastic. Oh, good. They Real have life, to have uh, subtitles. They have to have subtitles for some of the guys because you literally can understand <laughs> nothing they say. Oh, no. 
It's deep south. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just like deep south slang and jargon. So they have to have subtitles for like what they actually mean. Uh, it's it's fantastic stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff. Good stuff, Tim. Always good to check in on the the Bills and the Niners uh, in a season like this. But. With that, let's jump into those aforementioned Niners. They have the primetime Thursday night game. It's the Battle of the Bay. Two franchises going going places, literally. The Oakland Raiders headed for Vegas shortly. Um, Niners, a home favorite after this incredible performance, as you just educated us on. Uh, Three-point favorites against the Raiders, who uh, could, not, could not muster much of an effort themselves after trading away their uh, former number one pick wide receiver, Amari Cooper. It's not looking good for either of these teams. If you're watching this, you probably you probably need help. But uh, let's let's jump right into it. Niners by three. Let's uh, let's have our guests go first. Cam, what are your thoughts here? Um, I'm my thoughts. My initial thought is how disappointed I am. The price I got on my Niners tickets when I sold them yesterday uh, after looking at the market for this game early on and thinking I was going to be getting like 250 a ticket when the Niners were getting Super Bowl hype and then selling them for around 100 bucks a ticket uh, and they just sold yesterday. So that's my primary thought on this game. I'm on it, uh, you know, as is obviously Vegas uh, has them pretty neutral and then the three-point standard home field advantage and I kind of feel the same way. I am a Niners fan and just out of interest of if I end up watching this game, I'd rather want to win. And also seeing that we're getting the, the free half point in pick em, So I'm definitely taking them in pick em. Mm. Uh, and so then going, you know, if I had to bet this game, um, this is a, a game. Normally I'm a, a head over heart guy, but, but with no real lean, I would go with my heart and I'd take the Niners. Fair enough. Tim, you just railed on this team. Are you are you backing well, I, them, or are I mean, you are you all in on the number one pick at this point? I I, I will never bet against my own team. <laughs> I will never do that ever. So I will bet on the Niners game just because the Raiders are slightly better, but they're on the road as weak a road advantage as the Niners have. But uh, it's it's pretty. Uh, I, I, I just can't bet against the Niners I, in my heart of hearts. I just can't do it. <laughs> so it's it just it just heart over mind because I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm about 80% sure that the Raiders will win this game. A Raider because, believer. <laughs> just above the Niners. The Niners, Niners have shown are, up. They've, they've, they held tight with the, uh, the Chargers. They held tight with the Packers. They've had some real games. They can't close. They cannot close. Bad teams find ways to lose, and the Niners will always find a way to lose. This is the the ineptitude bowl. uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's basically what this is. And then the Niners play the Giants the week after. It's it's a fantastic next couple weeks. You had a 1-7 Cardinals team. One is uh, what was it? Uh, well, two and seven. Uh, well, two and six now. So, so it's two and six. It was one and six before, and then you have a one and seven Raiders team, and then you have a one and seven Giants that they're playing against the following week. This is like this is to see who's going to get the number one pick. It's good football. That, that, yeah, this will be an interesting game just to see how bad these teams are. <laughs> All right, Roy, what do you think? Still there? Right. Can't Roy? hear you, buddy. 
I see his mic lighting up. I wonder if he's got uh, some issues. What about now? There we go. There we go. There we go. Uh, clicked off. Sorry. Um, okay, so I agree with you. I think the Niners have showed up several times this, uh, this season and played a competitive football. And I, I look at this like these two teams, and I actually think the Niners are the better team. Maybe a lot better? Question mark. Um, <laughs> I, I think just the Raiders have had so many good spots and just have fallen flat that it's like I don't know how you can trust them in any position getting any amount of points. And last week was a classic example. You know, they're up again what a halftime and up late in the game, and then just all of a sudden down like twenty points, whatever it was, but and just it's it's very demoralizing. Where the Niners have played competitively up until the end in several games, so. I like the Niners here, um, just even laying three. And I think you said in the pools three or two and a half. You said Cam, or... yeah. yeah, it's two and a half. In the pool. Okay, I haven't seen the uh, pool lines yet, but um, yeah, I'm on the Niners here. I think uh, it's just a, it's a vote against the Raiders as much as it is for the and Niners. Um, yeah. Plus, I think like all the injuries that they've had, like I don't put much blame on Shanahan that you know, like it's it's like his head here. Like they've suffered so many injuries, and it's and they're still playing competitive. So I think. It's just a bad situation, bad combination. But um, against the Raiders here, I, I like the Niners. Yeah, uh, I mean, you could tell from what I was saying. I, I agree. You talked about you talked uh, Tim about teams that can't close. That Raider finish was something to behold. That was uh, quite quite the collapse, and uh, to let them pour it on like that was pretty pretty brutal. Army, close us out here. I think the Niners are punching losers, <laughs> and the Raiders. Uh, you know, Oakland always has like the uh, ugly stepsister persona <laughs> uh, going into San Francisco. Like, this is like one of those Super Bowls for the their fan bases. Uh, oh, we get to play the Niners and show that we're good, and they all show up. Uh, I don't like the Niners at all. They they've not only had um, yeah ball handling, but also like game plan. They don't they don't run enough. They, for some reason, let Beathard throw, like, 30, 40 times. And they have had good running backs so far this year. So I, I just don't like the Niners. Uh, I'll take the three here. The, the problem is that the running backs keep on going down. I mean, right right now the Niners are running out Raheem Mostert. That, that <laughs> he, ran, he ran, like, two times, and they had Britta run, like, 26 times. Just Br- sit, man. Yeah. He's going to die on the field. <laughs> Dude, Brita, Brita's been having about him. ankle in- he has He has an ankle injury. He has a knee injury. He's been battling all year long. He, he, to let him he has an ACL strain that he's been playing with since the Kansas City game. We're well, all you, playing you... with an ACL strain, Tim. Come on. <laughs> hey, they got to they gotta keep him in there. One and seven. They run the table. You could see yeah. them as a wild card. Yeah, right. It's a good point. It is going to be a silver and black crowd at Levi's. I, I guarantee you, at least fifty-fifty, probably more Raider not fans more. would be my yeah, guess. Probably, yeah, probably more, more. Well, probably. as embarrassing as this game is, I'm I'm slightly embarrassed we spent this much time on it. Let's move on to hey, the. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Sunday night game. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true. Hometown advantage. Uh, there is no London game this week, so we will not have a uh, Sunday morning game. <laughs> So we'll go straight through to the Sunday night game. This looks like a nice one. I'm going to guess that this got flexed in. or No, they probably thought this was a good matchup either way. It's the Green Bay Packers coming off of a pretty terrible loss um, against the Rams. Uh, going into the Patriots, who, as we talked about, came out uh, sort of slow against the Bills, but 
but they closed strong, getting an easy cover out of a game that looked like it was going to be an easy cover the other way. Patriots are home, six-point favorites against the Packers. Feels like the Packers' stock is on the way up here. Um, A lot more Aaron Rodgers' uh, good feelings and nice things to say in the media this week. Um, A lot of hate for Ty Montgomery, but uh, the line is six. Patriots at home. Patriots, uh, of course, I think still undefeated at home. And Packers in a in a dogfight in their division. Let's uh, let's start it. We'll flip it back snake draft style, and let's start with Army. So, are they are the Packers selling? Because they they just gave away Haha Clinton Dix, right? And Ty Montgomery. And Ty, well, yeah, Ty Montgomery went too. So, like, are they selling? I don't know. Well, it looks that way. Haha Clinton Dix was one of their best offenders. Yeah, and so like. Um, what is the reasoning? Is Gronk questionable for this game too? He's questionable every week. Wait. Right? Yeah, he's <laughs> permanently on the on the list. He uh, has, he's had two back fusions, so yeah, he's always going to be questionable. I, I think six is disrespectful and an easy bet for me. This is this is my lock of the week. I don't. What, what what happened here? Like, uh, so they had. Who is their running back who couldn't play either last week? Sony Michelle. But like, yeah, Michelle played a handful of snaps. Gronk didn't play at all, and they like Michelle was inactive. Like, they played Cordero Patterson at running yeah. back. Mm-hmm. I I I don't care. <laughs> back Fifty times. That's not a bad game plan in my mind either. I think the Packers are selling under seven in uh, Foxborough is always a, a deal for me. All right, fair enough. Yeah, strange to see the Packers selling at three and three. They're just half a game out of first in in the division, but uh, seems like they yeah they they feel like Minnesota and Chicago are going to be insurmountable. Uh, Roy, let's bounce it back with you. It's so Army, so you're on the Pats minus six, I guess, as a lock. Yeah. All right, I'm actually on the, on the other side here. Uh, you know, we were one fumble away from Rogers charging down the field and basically winning that game when they were, I think, 10-point dogs initially, 9.5-point dogs. So he, they were one bad fumble away from winning that game outright on the road against the best team in football. So I don't see why this would be any different. They're on the road again. They have no time Montgomery, but big deal. He wasn't really a factor last last week. Um, Rodgers just, just makes plays. Like, even if you throw into, you know, random people, like third stringers, uh, it's still Rodgers getting points and... Is it true that this is the second time that Brady and Rodgers have faced like is that in their it? careers? I it think seems, so. Seems, seems not yeah. enough, but eh, I guess be... Rodgers has misses four yeah. games a year too. Yeah, I I don't know. No, that's I, true. I, I I just like that they're a fighting team. I think maybe the perception is that, like you said, that they're selling. But again, one of those pieces, Montgomery wasn't really doing much, and Haha will make a difference. So that is a big loss in the secondary. Um, but still, I just uh, the Pats don't impress me yet with the offensive like juggernaut. Um, you know, they only put up nine points at the half in Buffalo. It was just a slow grind against Buffalo's pretty decent defense. But um, I don't know. I think Rodgers keeps it close here. It could be a field goal or between uh, a three and six, and I'll take the points with Rodgers any day. Talk about high expectations. The offense has not wowed you. In the last five weeks, they've scored 38, 38, 43, 38, and 25. 
Not good enough. Not good enough to allow. <laughs> to allow you. The defense, the defense scored it's, it's six of those. Defense score. <laughs> you, you also said that the the Packers covered. They did, but it was a kneel down by Gurley oh, that cost them that. Talk about that tragic. Is, uh, no one covers. But they wouldn't even be in that position if Montgomery didn't fumble. Then it'd be Rodgers and a field goal to win the game. You know, so it's it's not fair to say, okay, well, the kneel down for the not cover because if they didn't fumble. Yeah, but, that, but he that's did. the name of the game. All these all these points matter, and like literally, they were a guy not trying to score <laughs> to not. To okay, cover. so right fifty-eight. Play, so fifty-eight minutes of football. Rogers was a field goal away from beating the Rams. Basically, Rogers is great. I don't think anyone's disputing that. I think it's it's really the sure. rest of the team and the coaching staff that uh, it's hard for me to get behind. And I think you talked about like why not do it again. I think that's the exact reason why not. Like they gave their best effort. On the road last week, in yeah, you know, they and, have and to they, fly across the country. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker, yeah. and now they've got to go do it again against, you know, a team that is, if not as good, nearly as good, um, with with an, you know, probably an even stronger home field advantage. I think that's that's a tall order for someone, and you know, I, I've been fading teams that come off of big games uh, on a regular basis, so I'll, I'll certainly be on the other side uh, of this one too, um, taking the Pats, giving less than a touchdown here. Uh, I think yeah, Rodgers. Rodgers is uh, if you take him, if you swap him in with generic quarterback, like this is a very mediocre team for me. Not even a like an average team. Um, so I'll go that way. Let's let's bounce it back with uh, close it out with Tim and Tim and Cameron. Yeah, I I agree. I think the Patriots are far superior team. The Packers they barely beat the Niners at home so uh, if it wasn't for the referees stepping in and basically stopping the Niners uh, I, the Packers would have lost that game and the Packers would be completely out of it so I I, I think the Pats are going to win this probably by 10 uh, I, I think uh, I think Brady's finally getting into gear he's getting ready for the postseason right now uh, I, I and, and getting ready for play. the postseason, we're in October. He's, he's, he's already <laughs> week nine. It's, it's week nine. He's getting ready. He's already yeah, getting sure, ready. Sure, sure. Why not? And then, right. and then also, they find ways. They find ways to get to get their weapons the ball. And, yeah, you don't need to advertise the Patriots. I think I think everybody knows they're good. Yeah, and, and, and you have, <laughs> and yeah, and you have the Packers who basically aren't nearly consistent on either side of the ball. So. I'm going to go with the Patriots all day long. Yeah, Packers 0-3 on the road. Cameron, bring us home. Um, I'm on the pack for this one, and I actually I like the pick quite a bit. Uh, not that 6-5.5 and, and is any kind of difference, but the, the line's at 5.5 at pretty much every book besides Bovada, which is the squarest book around and always knows they can get a few extra points out of the Pats and, and things of that like that. So I'm on the pack here. This game opened at a touchdown. The public's all over the Pats. It's already been half most places, even though more tickets are coming in on the Pats. Um, I think I I love the trade. Uh, I, you know, Aaron Jones is the truth. Jamal Williams is a good pass catching back. I think that was more just they realized that Aaron Jones is a a budding superstar and they want to get him more touches. Uh, the Haha trade is confusing a little bit. I think he's PFF's number two graded safety this year so i'm not sure what Mm -hmm. going into a game where you have gronk on the other side but um i do like the rest of the packers dbs i think jair alexander their nickelback is really good um i think the pats dbs outside of gilmore are 
absolute trash and that these Packer receivers, the Packer were like four or five deep with quality wide receivers. So I think they can light it up through the air. And I think six is, is way too much. So I'm on the pack here. All right. We got split decision here. Should be a, should be a good game either way. Anytime you get, uh, you know, quarterbacks of that quality, especially in the, with the league in the state it is now, you got it. That's a much must watch game. Let's go to a not-must-watch game, and that is the Monday night game. And ESPN had had a run of pretty good games. This one does not look like one of them, and it's the, the Tennessee Titans going in and facing the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys are a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um, that, that, seems, that seems high. Uh, I'll take the first shot here, yeah. I, I think that seems really high. I, as a like someone who's watched enough Cowboy games and enough Clapper games to know, that, uh, know some things about the team... Uh, I'll be on the Titans here. I think uh, I, I wouldn't favor the Cowboys by six and a half over the Niners. They're, they're, I don't think they're a good team. This is a team that is uh, skill position uh, has some skill position talent, but their fu- their fundamentals as a team are not strong, and their coaching is extremely bad. I think this is a, a ugly, ugly game. Titans Titans win this one. I'll, I'll, I'll say let's let's money line it. Oh, outright, outright. Wow. All uh, right. Oh, let's you 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 went there. Let's go ahead and, t- and take your shot here. Uh, this is kind of a throwaway game for me. Uh, no real strong lean either way. I generally agree that the the Cowboys are trash this year. Uh, the problem is that Tennessee is also a dumpster fire. Um, I agree it's too many points. Uh, I don't really – Tennessee's coming off the bye. Um, it's just too many points. I, I'm going with the Titans. All right. Tim. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with Cameron on this point. It's way too many points for a team that's – Totally been inconsistent. Um, Zeke has has been good, but uh, they haven't found ways to get him the ball consistently. Um, they just got Amari Cooper, but he's been questionable all week. <laughs> like, he and, just and he's been. Out. I would say I would argue he's been questionable for about two years. <laughs> yeah. In terms of yes, real, real quick, how bad does that first round pick look with the receivers that got traded today and and what oh they got traded gosh. for? It looks. Can it you believe that? Horrible, just horrible. It's. Uh... Oh my god. It's embarrassing. It's uh, it's that's what desperation looks like. That's the definition desperation. This is it, and what, what they were talking about how like no other team had even come close to offering a first. It's uh... yeah. You would think you would negotiating against yourself. Yeah, you would think you would shop <laughs> shop that pick around. Like there are other teams that have other wide receivers who are still good. I mean, I Cooper to me is like, is he markedly better than Des Bryant, who's unsigned? Like, is or, he better or than Demarius Thomas? Yeah, or, it was definitely not better I mean, than Demarius Thomas or uh, or Golden Tate. I would rather have either of those guys. Yeah, like, uh, yeah they already have Beasley, but like you can get. Yeah, no shit. Oh. All right, Roy, what do you got here? Yeah, make it a four in a row for the Titans. Okay. I, I just can't trust Dallas and all those points. Both teams off the bye, if that matters. I don't know. I think Tennessee might have more to lose here as their season's kind of gone off the rails. And they've had some, some good games and good wins like against Eagles. And I don't know. I feel like the pressure's more on Tennessee here. Um, Dallas, actually, no, maybe not true because Dallas gets Amari Cooper and they're at home on primetime. So the pressure could be on Dallas just to you know, look at under the lights. But I think Tennessee getting all those points. Um, yeah. Tennessee. I don't know if an extra week off helps Jason Garrett that much. <laughs> he, he, was, he went to the Dodger game. That, that's got to help. That's true. <laughs> Marcus Mariota, man, that how to choke. Oof, this is a uh, this is definitely a 
another one of those two quarterbacks. Ooh, which of the two great college quarterbacks can we get? And it yeah, seems like yeah. the answer was uh, you wanted neither. Yeah, Winston. Yikes. Oof. Yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> maybe get to the Bucks because that that is uh, it's it's hard to believe Kaepernick doesn't have a job when a guy like hey, that Winston scored more fantasy points than Drew Brees did. So <laughs> fantasy. Fantasy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll, I'll go in on on this game. Um, I think. This, I, the line has to be somewhere because someone knows that Mariota is hurt. Because I don't like this for Dallas at all. Like they, they just have not looked good for weeks. Oh, they beat the Jags uh, by a lot a couple weeks ago. But yeah, they, they are, this this season they have not been a consistently strong performer for sure. Jags yeah. might be bad too. Yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, also, one of the rare things is uh, the over/under is 41 on Bavada, which is like a rare sight to see for a night game with the Cowboys. They're just so known for having, you know, shootouts with you know terrible defense. So it's weird that it's so low. I could see this going over. That that was really kind of the only lean I had on this line. You think these I, quarterbacks I are going to put up points? I I think both are, you know, idiots. <laughs> Love points for free. Okay, good stuff. Well, that's that game is going to be available on ESPN for those interested in torturing themselves. All right, <laughs> let's 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 get our picks of the week. Um, we'll we'll start with our guest, Cameron Lochte. What do you what do you like this week? And I'm really excited about this one. This is my Stone Cold Lock. Put right. your paycheck on it. <laughs> uh, Saints. Minus, what do we have on Bavada? Minus one and a half? Saints minus one and a half. Uh, this is the classic, like, fishy line. Everyone is hyping the Rams so big right now. And, and justifiably so. They're nasty. They just added Fowler from the Jags, which is extra scary on that line. But uh, going into the Superdome, this is the public is going to be all open. Rams minus one. Uh 56% of tickets I, I'm seeing on the Rams, and it's already moved to minus one and a half on the Saints. So it's your classic pros versus Joes. Sharps on the Saints. Tough place to play in the Superdome. I've been to a game there. It is like unlike any other noise level you've ever experienced in sports. Uh, it is so loud in there. It's insane. Um, and just everyone at first glance is going to see this. Rams getting points and just want to slam it and i think saints is a a stone cold lock wow taking a shot at the big mm. the, the tight line i like it this okay. is uh probably if you had to make a pick the uh nfc championship preview right here two best teams in the, in the conference B? i i agree with that one yep i don't think the vikings have shown that they've been consistent uh uh cousins has really struggled mm. sadly yeah excellent all right any thoughts on that game Boys, round the horn real quick. Yeah, quick, quickly. The Saints have been home once in the last six weeks with the one bye week and four road games. They've had one home game in six weeks. So this place is going to be fired up, like Cam said. It's going to be absolutely raucous environment. I love the Saints call. Yeah. Yeah, short short road underdogs, not a great spot to be for the Rams. And, of course, they looked a little, a little weak last week against the Packers in, uh, you know, a little tight. It was a tighter game than I I expected for sure, um, given the way I've been sort of fading the pack. 
All right. Yeah, that's... it's tough. That, that, yeah, that's a tough game, I, I, especially for the Rams. They're going to be traveling on the road. They're going to be in the East Coast. It's not, it's not an easy game for them, for sure. But then again, uh, you know, if you talk about, um, you know, a little bit of uh, reversion here, they probably played one of their worst games last week. And uh, you could probably, you know, they probably have a lot to work on and things that they're going to bring out for this game for sure. Maybe they were, it was could have been a look-ahead situation last week even. Hard to say that, you know, when the Packers were in town, but but certainly a, a big, big game. Should be a fun one to watch. Tim, what do you got this week? Hmm. I mean, people have been betting on the Falcons all year. And oh, no. I'm not going <laughs> to I like the skins here. I, I think I think Washington has really picked up their game in the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I think they've looked a lot sharper. Their defenses look a lot better. Um, I, I think they're finally getting their stride. I, I think they're going to eventually pull away with the East because the East is very weak this year. Um, I, I really like the skins in this game. Yeah, first place Redskins five and two, looking looking strong this season. Around the horn? They have a, they have a great O-line. Didn't touch uh, Smith last game. Mm-hmm. Great O-line, good defense. They can run the ball. Uh, AP is right. looking alive this year. And Atlanta gets absolutely murdered by pass-catching backs, and Chris Thompson is maybe the it's best pass-catching back yeah. in the NFL, so I, I like that pick. Yeah, we also have to keep an eye on our uh, our – Year long, we're looking for 365 days in just a few weeks of Julio Jones not scoring a touchdown. Um, the, the date to <laughs> watch for is 11:26 uh, was the, the date of his last touchdown. So we're we're, wow. get, we're getting close. Pretty pretty incredible. We're coming up, yeah, it's uh, pretty nutty. Um, Especially at one and a half. Uh, I really like the skins on one and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they should get Norman too, right? In this game, probably the Norman Shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, yep. we got some bold picks here. People jumping on those tight lines. All right, Army, what do you like here? Um, uh, I I said my favorite was the Pats for this week, but um, what I have been doing the last couple of weeks is teasing big favorites, and I've I've hit one out of two, and uh, last week I missed by one point with the girly kneel down. Oof. Um, Oof. <laughs> but yeah, that was a thinker. Um, but yeah, I, I've just really liked the the teams that are huge favorites. Like I think yeah, the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs are a nine point favorite. I don't know if I like the Bears. Just tease the Pats down to a pick 'em. Like it's just been really. Uh, it's paid off so far. I'm just gonna ride that out for the rest of the year. Because the, the good teams are just winning and they're covering. But you're you're buying the six points and it's it feels nice most of the time. So you're taking the the three big favorites on teases. Yeah, last week there were, a, yeah. So I, I five man teased uh, six <laughs> points. Oh god! And I, I, miss, I missed by one point. That's exactly what they want you to do. Hey, hey! But when the one hits, it hits for the whole season. <laughs> oh man! Two teams point, only. Though. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. All right, another confusing pick that we will. We have just no... lost a lot of. Yeah, we'll, we'll have no another pick that we'll have no way of knowing whether or not he won, just because we'll all forget the convoluted betting style. Um, all right, Roy, you got a, you got one. Yeah, I was um, 
I was curious what this line would open because it when I first saw it, I didn't know what the Buffalo line would be because they hadn't played yet. So this was, I guess, on Sunday night or Monday morning. And so Nathan Peterman is starting this game because uh, Anderson went down. So Peterman is starting this game. <laughs> and, I mean, 10 points is so many points to trust with uh, laying it with the Bears here just because they're on the road. And their offense has been so hot and cold. I, I, I don't know. The defense is for real. So I just... I, I'm going somewhere else, but that's my lean. Is is, is just anything <laughs> against, against Nathan Peterman? Yeah, no I number, no number is no high number. enough for him. <laughs> but, but the pick that I actually like a lot, um, because I'm fading this team now. They just their offense is kind of really creeped out. Is I love the Pittsburgh Steelers here catching points Ooh. in Baltimore. I think Ooh. it's a good um, a revenge spot for them. You know, so Baltimore came to Pittsburgh and smacked them, and then Pittsburgh kind of went off and has won a three in a row. Um, has looked like a more complete team. Le'Veon Bell's situation is still whatever drama, but Connor is still is a beast. And I think they found some uh, momentum. Meanwhile, Baltimore has just been skidding and sputtering and in good spots. Um, I don't know. So Pittsburgh getting points. Yeah, sure, it's a flat three in a division game. But I think Pittsburgh right now is the better team in the last couple of weeks. And um, I'll ride the wave with Big Ben and his plethora of weapons. That's interesting. Baltimore has the third best point differential in the NFL behind only the uh, Chiefs and the Rams. True. But they're not scoring lately. A little, uh, little recency bias lean there, unfortunately. <laughs> that Baltimore defense is legit. They had an off week last week, but... Yeah, I worry about the recency bias there with how they looked against Carolina and then Pittsburgh beating down a, a Cleveland team that was obviously in disarray, fired two coaches the next day. So I I would go Baltimore on that one. Yeah, certainly if you're betting on a you know, regression in the mean uh, or, or, or buying low, that is the place because, yeah, two two uh, two losses in a row for the, the Ravens here. Uh, I mean, I mean the Browns. The Browns easily could be a 500 to plus 500 team right now if they didn't have such poor coaching. What? Like, they don't have a good coach? Like, I, I feel really bad for the Browns. Because if they had good coaching, they easily could be a 4-3 and three team right now. Uh, I, saw, I saw a tweet this uh, week that games? was like, uh, it feels like firing or putting in Greg Williams to bring in some stability in coaching <laughs> is like attacking lactose intolerance by eating a quart of ice cream or something like that. Like, <laughs> No, sometimes, sometimes that's the best medicine. Is just put yourself all the way into the ground. <laughs> now, which uh, I, I want to go back to the Peterman thing. I feel like this guy has reached a new level. Uh, I think it's below. Yeah, I think he's the stats on that guy. He, he's. I feel like he has. He's worse than Schaub at Schaub's lowest point, right? That's when I think pick yeah, six. I think of Matt Schaub. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. This is this is worse because Schaub was good at one point, and and he would be like the. Two touchdowns, four picks, three pick sixes, guy. But I don't think does Peterman Peterman throw the ball forward, or Peterman does it just Demol- go backwards? <laughs> yeah, Peterman demolishes any concept of taking care of the football. He demolishes that concept. I literally watched the first game of the year, <laughs> and I saw him throw overthrow a wide receiver by twenty yards <laughs> and throw it right into the hands of a safety. I, I I've never seen such a thing in my entire life at the professional level. Like I've seen it. In confusing though, yeah, like because conceivably this is one of the you know give or take one of the thirty-two best people on the planet at this job. Like how I it's so confusing to me. I don't that's, understand it. That's that's where I was gonna go with my line of questioning: is who is the who is the worst 
out-of-work quarterback that you think you would take if your life was on the line over Nathan Peterman? For sure, Kaepernick, I would take him over Peterman. Like, But I'm talking about, like, I would take Cutler. Like, yeah, the guys who played recently, but... Like, would you take Aikman over Peterman right now? Oh, Cutler. I would, yeah. <laughs> I would take Brett. Yeah, Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, I would take. I would take a quarter Brett Favre over Nathan Peterman right now. Crippled Peyton Manning. Would you bet your life on him or Peterman? Sure. Oh yeah, over Peterman. Uh, if I had Peyton a quarter of, of Peyton Manning at forty-five, or Nathan Peterman at was he 28, 29 20, right 20, now? Twenty-four. <laughs> twenty-four. Whatever. It doesn't. He's a non-existent uh, human being. Mark Sanchez or Tim Tebow? Tebow. I might take Tebow, Tim Tebow. No. I might no take Tim, Tim Tebow. <laughs> He's still playing he sports. Can he, can, he, can, he can run the ball for a quarter and be more effective than Nathan Peterman throwing the football. That's true. Would you take about Brandon, Brandon Whedon? <laughs> Ooh. What about Ooh. what about Archie? That's <laughs> Played in thirty years. Tim, Tim, what about Jim Thorpe? Jim Thorpe, he's not even alive. We need to dig this guy up. Guys. Can't fumble, can't fumble if you're not if you're not alive. <laughs> Pretty hard to throw an interception from the grave. All right, all right, good stuff. Um, okay, I think that was it. Oh no, I I haven't picked. Um, yeah, you picked. All right, well I. I am going to jump on this uh, this short home favorite train, and I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks hosting the Chargers. Hey. This one this one goes the other way on a couple trends that I tend to do, which I like to support the Chargers on the road. But I think uh, similar to what Cameron was saying about the Saints being a serious home field advantage, I still believe that Seattle is a serious home field advantage. Uh, their offensive line, I think, is now, is now by DVOA like one of the best units in the game. And that has always been the problem for them is Russell Wilson not getting any protection. If they've sorted that out, whether or not they have the same types of weapons that they had in their heyday, I think is is less important because I, I trust a good quarterback and uh, maybe this is controversial, a good coach um, to to win a home uh, to win a home game against the Chargers here. The way things went for me last well, week, they'll probably win this by one. But sorry, Bosa still hurt or is he playing? I don't know, uh, Tim. We need some injury uh, injury updates here. Uh, let me whoop it out. <laughs> That'll be a great one to add to the soundboard right there. Yeah, let me let me whip it out. I, I was wondering. I was gonna ask you guys uh, if we didn't run long. Um, that uh, do you buy the Seahawks here? I I, I'm I do. In. I'm I in. do. Yeah. Okay. I like them in this game wow. for sure. Wilson has been I, very good this year. Interesting. A couple of. Uh, Win good wins against bad teams. I'm not so sure that they can fight the the Rams off or like any of that shit. They, I mean, he, they lost to the Rams he, like he, too. He, he's he's practicing this week. Um, he's saying that he's week to week, so he's being very cryptic. That doesn't sound like playing. So that makes me feel yeah. better about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's saying he's week to week. He's been he's been practicing this week, but. He's still saying he's week to week, so I, such a I'm different not... defense without him. <laughs> it definitely is. They have no rush without him. I mean, Melvin Ingram is still a beast, but it's definitely a different defense with this, this Joey seems Bosa. Like, yeah, like a, a good litmus test for playoff uh, floor for me. It's like the Chargers on paper coming into the year were supposed to be like a top four AFC team, and they've had 
uh, not so impressive defeats and have looked shifty in some games. So, yeah, this is a real test. So whatever team comes out looking uh, like Roses might be someone that, you know, the public follows the rest of the year. Chargers on a four-game win streak. Seahawks on a two-game win streak. Both teams, uh, yeah, de- definitely need this win. So it should be, should be a fun one. All right, we've done it. Before we wrap up, though, I want to see if I can get a pick on Worlds from uh, Army. I know you've been staying up into the wee hours of the night. What do you got? Fnatic versus Invictus Gaming. Yeah, I think Invictus is just the better team. But um, Fnatic has shown uh, adaptability. I think the line's at the right spot. Uh, is it? It's minus 140, right, for IG? Plus, plus 140 for uh, Fnatic, so I think it's like minus 180. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I like it. Right. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I'm going to go the other way. I think Fnatic is a better team here. I, uh, I have, uh, I have, I have a big future on Invictus, and I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to go down in flames here. I do think they have the two best players, but their teamwork and their jungle deficiencies, I think, are going to end up biting them in the ass. So, should be a fun one. Yeah, I agree with you, Wes. Uh, I, I like, I like us. Uh, <laughs> I like Fnatic. <laughs> I have literally no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it's uh, League of Legends World Championship this weekend. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you can give but us yes, a pick I if you'd like. like. Who you like? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the analysis was very convincing. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you guys. Then. We'll we'll hold you to it. We'll hold you to it. He's a believer in the EU. All right. Well, excellent podcast, Cameron. Thanks for joining us. It's fun. Oh, thanks for me. Fun, yeah. Thanks. That was Mike, fun. Mike, Mike, next week. Matt, and Tim will do it again. Thanks again. All right, bye-bye.